man. Do it. Do it. Come on. Come on. Kill me. I'm here. Kill me. I'm here. Kill me. Come on. Kill me. I'm here. Come on. Do it now. Kill me. Well, it has been a while, hasn't it? It's been a couple weeks. Yes. Welcome, everyone, to My Bleeding Ears podcast. This is episode number 86. We took a little more time off. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of just to line it up a little more with uh, our last episode. I don't think it's going to end up being the 100th episode. But our 100th episode is going to be towards the end of the year. And I think our last episode of the year will be 101. Okay. Just to start off a new series to end the year, or a new season, and then, boom, we'll head into our, our new season. So, um, so, yeah, I'm still trying to space things out, come up with some different movies, and, yeah, that's that's what is going to be happening until the end of the year with us. We'll have some more special guests on, mm-hmm. newer guests, too, um, and that's really just about it with... What's going on with us? We didn't go to Flashback Weekend this last weekend. Um, I don't know. I guess I'm kind of burnt out on it, and there was really no one popping out at me all that much, mm-hmm. which I haven't seen before. Um, like uh, Tony Todd. and I was just, just not into it. You're scared to talk to Tony Todd. I am, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably really nice. <laughs> I, I, you know, I just have this thing in my head where he's just going to come up behind me one time and whisper in my ear... I'm the Candyman bitch, or something like that, and just totally scared the shit out of me. <laughs> Even though he doesn't say that in the movie, but At still. At all, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it would still scare the piss out of me, though. <laughs> Fucking Tony Todd. <laughs> anyway, uh, we have a pretty uh, pretty decent slate of things that we've seen in the last yeah. two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, our first one we saw, actually, I want to say about three or four weeks ago, and we forgot to edit on the last episode. Yeah. But it was Velvet Buzzsaw. Mm-hmm. So this is by Dan Gilroy, who wrote and directed it. It's the same guy who did Nightcrawler, which I saw in the theaters expecting nothing and walked away really enjoying it. I had you watch it. Yeah. So I was curious about this. It's available on Netflix. I forget if you just said that. Sorry. No, I didn't. I didn't. No, (laughs) that's exactly where you find it. Mm -hmm. And again, stars Jake Gyllenhaal. Because that's that's his go to guy. It looks yeah. like it's gonna, it's going to be from now on. He's Jake pretty Jungle. amazing in Nightcrawler. He is. He's really good. <laughs> so, I, yeah. I I I've always kind of liked Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, yeah. Away from Donnie Darko, you know, he For was. Sure. I liked him in that a lot. I think he did a really good job in that, and uh, he's had a pretty impressive career up until now. So I agree. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it for a while it just never seemed like he was going to come out of that. 19 year old kid look you know and and stay in that for a long time but he actually you know he grew up a bit got some muscle mass like leo finally did dicaprio did after yeah. he departed <laughs> toby mcguire finally looked different yeah. i think he was there was a minute where he was going to replace toby mcguire in spider-man 2 and right, when i yeah. heard that i was like i may not even have noticed <laughs> i probably would have liked it more uh with Jake Gyllenhaal. Maybe. I'd be curious to see that movie, yeah. Interesting film. Yeah. Um, I thought it was okay. It was pretty cool. Um, it was filmed really well. It's a ghost movie. Yeah, for I the mean, most part, pretty yeah. Much. Or it a is. curse movie. Yeah, more like, like that. A, a curse movie yeah. is good. And uh, I'm sure there's some other underlying things happening in the movie. Um, probably didn't pick up on it. I was a little intoxicated when I saw it. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. It's pretty cool. I, I I think you should check it out. There's some good acting in it as usual. Like Renee Russo was in it. Uh, Tony Collette. Yeah, Tony Collette. <laughs> Tony Dyer from uh, uh, Stranger Things. David Diggs uh, from Hamilton. The original cast. John Malkovich. Right. Yeah. Malkovich is actually pretty funny in this movie too. Yeah, <laughs> he's not he in is. it very much. He's but he, not. But he's funny. But he I, is. Yeah. 
Uh, and the funny thing I know uh, about this movie and the director writer is that he's been writing for a while now, and uh, he finally started directing closer. Uh, he's like sixty, so he's been directing for probably about five oh, years okay. now. But he's been writing since the nineties, and some of the movies he wrote in the nineties was uh, Free Jack. Remember that that one? Sounds familiar. You probably seen parts of it because they show it. I want to say in True Romance on the screen at oh, some point. Oh, okay. They're and watching Free Jack in Free, the movie theater. No, no, no. In just like uh, what's his face's house, oh, uh, Floyd's I house. See. It's okay. on the TV there, and uh, it that one has like Mick Jagger in it, uh, Emilio Estevez, and I think Rene Russo's in that one too. I'm, huh. uh, I'm not too sure. <laughs> Fucking Free Jack. Interesting. Okay. And um, he also did another movie. Uh, uh, he wrote another movie, and I believe it's directed by Dennis Hopper, called Chasers. That's the one with, um, I want to say, Erica Eleniak. Oh, okay. You want to say. You know you're Erica Eleniak, I But thought. you know what? I get that mo- that movie mixed up with another one that has Christy Swanson in it, and it's kind of like that, too, okay. where there's like a runaway criminals and shit. But I want to say Chasers is the hot Dennis Hopper-directed one okay. <laughs> with the... Uh, Erica Leniak and I think Charlie so Sheen. Or is Charlie Sheen, I think, maybe with the, the one, Christy Swanson yeah, one? Yeah, <laughs> the one you're thinking of. Oh, the Christy Swanson one has, like, Flea in it, right? Yeah, and Anthony Kiedis are both yeah. down the truck, right, in that movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck, I forgot the name of that. I forget the name. If anyone remembers that, please write it in the comments. Yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not even going to look it up. <laughs> yeah, we got to move on. So yeah. Velvet Budsaw. Oh, but also, also, um, he wrote Kong, Skull Island, Oh, which is a lot of fun. I mean, don't go for substance. No, not at go all. Go for fun. Not yeah. at all. Uh, yeah, the movie's awesome. I love mm-hmm. it. <laughs> and, I didn't uh, realize he wrote that. And The Fall, which is, uh, I, I believe, it was a pretty underseen movie, and it was, it was yeah, good, too. I like that one. I would love one. to see it again. I think that movie's beautiful. You should make yeah. it a movie of the week sometime. You then. should. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should. Your movie of the week. I already You're... have one in mind, actually. Oh, but, well, yeah. keep it in the, the mind I'll bank. Keep it in the pile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mind pile. <laughs> <laughs> I'll forget me. Brain pile. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, our next film that we saw, uh, we've seen it on Netflix too, and um, we passed it up a while for a while, and we finally watched it. It's called The Perfection, mm-hmm. and it's uh, starring Alice Williams, um, and she's pretty much, well, her and Steven Weber are the only ones I recognize in this movie. I don't know any of the other actors. Logan Browning, who plays Lizzie, is apparently somebody to people younger than we are. Okay, so we have no... So <laughs> yeah. We have no fucking idea who she is, just like she's everyone great, else. Like, yeah, yeah, she's, she's good. No. Absolutely, but mm-hmm. yeah. I, we know no one else in this cast mm-hmm. except for uh, a few of these other people. Um, this was pretty cool. I like this film, and it's about uh, a cellist who uh, had to quit her cellist school mm-hmm. to um, take care of her dying mother, and then her mother passes away, and she goes back and kind of confronts the people who taught her and then she sees that uh, the same people who taught her and trained her are training a new person and they're both supposedly like the best cellists yeah, in the world. this prodigy, right. which is what Allison Williams was. They're in what, Japan? And her, her face is on billboards everywhere. Yeah, it's Lizzie. like Japan or China, one of yeah. those. I think it's China because she was wearing traditional China Chinese Fine. wear. Yeah, I'm an asshole. <laughs> I, I know this. And we had actually had a conversation about that, um, <laughs> about her wearing the, the Chinese garb in this movie and how like a few years ago and you know actually we watched that in Aziz Ansari comedy special uh, recently too mm-hmm. and he's talking about how people were ripping on that one uh, the teenage girl who wore like the the traditional like Chinese oh garb. yeah for her birthday party right it was, like, yeah. for prom or something mm-hmm. like that and people were like oh that you shouldn't wear that anything and it's just like why you know why can't she wear like uh, like Chinese clothing and she's not you know saying she's Chinese or promoting or, or, or making a mockery of it. She thought it was a beautiful dress, and she wore it out. People kind of, like, shit on her for that. And yeah. Call it cultural appropriation. It's totally not. It's just you're wearing clothes from a different culture. It doesn't right. mean cultural appropriation. I think that there, we're walking this fine line between cultural appropriation and cultural, what's the word? Admiration, Admiration, I guess. absolutely. Yeah. And, Celebration, let's and say. there's, like, a thin line between yeah. that. But anyway, a little off topic here. Yeah. But yeah um, so, so I did remember what I wanted to say. Uh-huh. Go ahead. <laughs> no, go for it. Go for it. 
So I loved this movie. I mean, I loved it immediately. I've always liked Allison Williams, even in Girls, where her character's not that likable. Right. I just like her. I can't help it. I mean, Get Out turns out to not be likable at all. Spoilers. <laughs> and I like her. I mean, I think she's great in that. So this, I think, is maybe one of the best performances I've ever seen her give. It made me think a lot about... I'm going to spoil this movie a little bit. So Spoilers. if you want to watch The Perfection... Turn this off. Fast forward about, I don't know, four minutes or oh, something shit. like okay. that. <laughs> I mean, because we're probably going to shoot the shit for a while after I spoil it. So, Allison Williams gets drugs Lizzie, Logan Browning, and convinces her to cut her arm off because she thinks she has bugs inside of her arm while they're on vacation together. They, they had, like, a fling, and then they decided to go on vacation mm. together, which don't ever do that. What the hell is that? <laughs> I know. <laughs> we, made, I made, we made a few jokes about that. Right, exactly. What is wrong with you? So Allison Williams gets her to cut, chop her arm off, effectively ending her career forever. And you wonder, why would she do You think it's a jealousy? And what it ends up being is she's trying to save Lizzie from being raped repeatedly by, like, all of the teachers. Mm-hmm. Well... Uh, seems like a lot of the teachers watch and Steven Weber is the one who does all the raping. Right, like whenever right. you make, that's why it's called the perfection. You go to this, if you're that good, you go to this room and if you miss a note, Steven Weber is going to rape you in right. front of all of your other teachers. He's going to b- d- demean you and everything yeah. and make you feel horrible and, and verbally abuse you right. and make you, you know, feel like shit, then take advantage of you. Yeah. Yeah. So it had me thinking about leaving Neverland because those guys talk about how when they were kids they never thought there was anything wrong with what was happening to them mm-hmm. but when they had their own kids they started to realize when when like a traumatic or life-changing event happens to you you start to notice what happened to you as a child and how wrong and traumatic mm-hmm. maybe some of it was and I Allison Williams character even kind of touches on something traumatic had to happen to you so you could see mm-hmm. what these teachers were doing to you. Yes. Because you just refused to believe that there was any abuse happening. Right. So I thought that that theme was a really, really interesting one yes. to explore in a horror movie. I loved this movie. This was a really good movie. Yeah. I agree. And I, I believe anyone who listens to this podcast should watch this movie. It's, it's pretty horrific in certain parts. And uh, it's very pleasing yeah. at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, The Perfection. It's great. I give it an A. Watch it. <clears throat> now, this next film I wanted to see for about a month now, and it was finally finally released on video on demand. Mm-hmm. Uh, an anthology horror movie called Nightmare Cinema. Now, um, I love horror anthology movies. They're some of my favorites. Love the VHS yeah. movies. Love Creepshow. I love these little short horror stories. And I think a big reason why I like anthologies more than like TV series that were kind of like this that would show you like a 30 minute horror short and then that was the end and catch it next week. Um, I like these little little stories because you can put a rating on them. You can put an R rating on them and make them as gory and mm-hmm. as, as blood filled and nudity filled as, as possible. So did you have high expectations walking into this? No, I didn't because... Okay. Along with a lot of good ones, there's a lot of shitty ones, too. Uh, Creepshow 3 is fucking horrible. Yeah, I don't even remember it. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. I remember it was horrible. <laughs> That's about it. Uh, but there's there's an equal amount that are pretty bad, too. That I, I mean, I've seen some low-budget ones. I think one of them was like Scarlet Fries horror film, some <laughs> bullshit one. Okay. I, I, yeah, it was pretty horrible. Actually, you know what? I think I wrote a review on that movie in uh, My Bleeding Ears oh, Blogspot, okay. so you can check My that out. My Bleeding Eyes. My Bleeding Eyes. Boy, mm-hmm. I had to change the name. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this was uh, uh, all these different stories from pretty popular directors. Uh, Joe Dante, who did Gremlins. We had Mick Garris, whatever. Uh, Ryu Kitamura, who I love, who who has done Downrange, who did Versus, who did... Uh, Alive is another cool movie. I haven't seen it in a while. Actually, I should check out that movie, Alive. It's by uh, Ryu. Uh, and he okay. also did um, Midnight Bee Train. So those are Ooh. just a few of his movies that he's done. And um, He's a great director. If you've ever seen Versus, uh, we did an episode about it. Yeah. Uh, check that one out. Or just check the movie out itself. It's, it's fantastic and it's really fun. And you can definitely see 
his work in other in his other films and just how he how he films things and, yeah. and, and everything. So Yakuza leader is going to be your favorite character. Trust me. The Yakuza. He's just billed as Yakuza leader. I'm pretty sure the crazy one. Which one? Which from one? Versus. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Best character of all time. <laughs> and uh, another director, David Slade, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my favorite was actually Ryu Kinomura's with uh, like a Spanish, not even a Spanish, well, um, like a um, an orphanage school kind of thing where the uh, with like uh, people are possessed and stuff. And, yeah. And then. Like the priest and nuns start slaughtering kids yeah, and stuff. Yeah, that was yeah. crazy. Yeah, it was. Yeah, was so who did stuff. which one? Which one did Joe Dante do? Uh, Joe Dante did the last one, which I liked the least. No, actually, no, it, uh, Mick Garris did the last one, oh, which I liked okay. the least. It's, the kid. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that one's dark. That I mean, one, it's kind of heartbreaking. It is. Know. And I thought it was kind of silly, too, parts of it, like where the one girl actually dies and then he's able to see her, like, in a glowish cloud you know it, yeah. it's just really kind of stupid uh, I liked I mean I'd say I liked them all yeah, which was the first one again I forgot it was I, a little while I thought ago. you were going to remember uh, it was a couple <laughs> of weeks ago uh, the first oh the first one was about the spiders and that one's by Joe Dante I want to say okay with the, all right. um, yeah where it starts at the end and goes back to the beginning again and mm-hmm. goes through everything I like that one too yeah and the David Slade one was um, about a woman I guess coming to terms with depression. It's shot in black and white. Um, yeah, and that was pretty interesting too. Mm-hmm. I like that one. Uh, but also we have Mickey Rourke in this movie as the projectionist. Yeah, because he only plays creeps now because of his yeah, face. yeah. <laughs> I know. Sorry, Mickey, that's why. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure at the end of the movie he called like the kid a little motherfucker and told him to run out of the, <laughs> run yeah, out of the theater. Yeah, the little kid gets away. Yeah, so. Like, the wraparound story is that uh, people just wander into this movie theater mm-hmm. um, and watch a movie about themselves, essentially. Right. Oh, I remember one thing that I wanted to say about it. I liked the way... I couldn't identify all of the scores, but I liked the way the scores kind of lined up with another movie that I liked. Like, uh-huh. the plastic surgery story. Right, that's the other one. So similar to Death Becomes Her. The score is oh, yeah? almost exactly Death Becomes hmm. Her. It's almost distracting. And then I forget what the other one was, but there was another soundtrack where I was like, that sounds exactly like this oh, movie. Okay. And that's kind of what this short story is about. So I'm pretty hmm. sure this is on purpose. That's the only one I remember. Oh. <laughs> I think I, I liked the plastic surgery one. The plastic surgery one just kind of ends. Yeah. You don't get one, a lot of closure. That yeah. one was very Twilight Zone. Right. But mm-hmm. it was decent. I liked it too. Yeah. There's a, a, a few memorable actors in this that um, I could pick out. One of them was um, Richard Chamberlain, who. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, he looks like he's pretty surgeon. good, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, um, he did the miniseries Shogun. He was in um, Alan Quartermain, which you did uh, about a month ago, two months ago. What's the movie called, though? Alan Quartermain. Um, That's not what the movie's called. No, no, no. It's called... Oh, fuck, why can't I remember the, the name of the movie? It's King, King Solomon's Mind. Mind. Yeah, there I we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he looks good. Yeah. I, you know, I actually thought he was dead. But... He is super not dead. He looks great. Yeah. And what's the woman who was in the depression one? She was in um, oh, fuck. The Haunting of Hill House. Hill House? Yeah. Right. And, oh my God. She's from Re- uh, Elizabeth Reeser, right? Is that her name? That oh, fuck. She's from Twilight. <laughs> that's oh, where, that's, that's the you first know. thing okay, that right. I saw her in. I'm almost certain it's Elizabeth Reeser. I can't find it. There, There's like all these... Ca- Elizabeth Reeser, I'm right. Okay, it's Helen. <laughs> I'm looking at like a page-long list of cast members. Yeah, there's a shitload of people. A lot of this. people in it, yeah. That one I really liked too because you never really... I mean, you never really know what's going on. And it, yes. Oh, okay. I remember. That soundtrack sounds a lot like Repulsion, that 1965 movie where we watched this woman go crazy and hands start coming out of the walls and ah. cracking and stuff like that. All right, all right, cool. So that's when I noticed a pattern, and I kind of want to see what the other scores are reminiscent of. So that okay. was like they were paying tribute to yeah, other well, horror uh, movies. Well, I don't know nice. if I called Death Becomes or a horror movie. Horror uh, comedy, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I would say that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, check this one out. It yeah. was fun. If you like... The anthology horror series like I do um, yeah definitely check this one out it's it's a good little show 
Uh, not the greatest, but there are some pretty cool little stories. You know? Yeah, I would watch it again. I just yeah. throw it on. I yeah, I think that's a good throw-on movie too. Once mm-hmm. you watch it for the first time. Now, this is a movie probably no one should ever watch. <laughs> that's why I listened <laughs> to it why. and then forgot that we just watched it last night. I thought we watched it like two nights no, ago. No, we watched it two nights ago. Oh, okay. Uh, so what did we watch last night? See? We didn't finish watching it. It was Accidental Stranger. And that's we, right. we only have about like four hours left of the movie. So. Right, 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 right. But um, anyway. the way we saw Ghoulies 2 <laughs> is Joe Bob Briggs. And no, it's not from Shudder. It is actually... From Monster Vision when it was on TBS and TNT, um, you just came into possession. My of these. my friend was able to get a hold <laughs> of all these old episodes of the Joe Bob Briggs Monster Vision, and I believe he's going to get me the the movie uh, the movie channel also uh, episodes of Joe Bob Briggs. Nice. And what's really cool is that you know if you've ever seen Joe Bob Briggs, he does commentary in between the different uh, movies. But when they would show these movies on TNT, they would be cut to shit. Like, right. there'd be, it would be like, why is he even there? Why is he doing these movies when you really can't talk about, in, in, in depth about certain death scenes or breasts or anything right. in the movies? Which he does account of both. Yes, yeah. exactly. So, the person who made these, these files with the movies on them put all the old clips of Joe Bob, but also included the uncut versions of these movies in, like... HD if he could, but he couldn't uh-huh. do, um, and widescreen also, but he couldn't do Ghoulies t- uh-huh. 2 in widescreen because I'm not comp- totally sure if they have released a widescreen of Ghoulies 2 yet, so we got a, uh, a pan and scan version of it. It's like smushed. Yeah. Yeah. That's how, that, I mean, that's how all TV right. was back in the day, mm-hmm. now you can really notice that, like, when you watch film, and mm-hmm. you're like, holy shit, why is the screen, you know half full now because you know there's it's pan and scan and they couldn't stretch it out or it was never uh fit for anamorphic widescreen or whatever right um because now you look at all the tvs we have they're all widescreen tvs right and this was made for this was like direct-to-video this was a direct-to-video movie that was by charles band who and well the band brothers and however many siblings they have uh they do a lot of special effects for full moon uh pictures that demonic toys puppet master right. and all that mm-hmm. uh, so yeah this movie was actually by them and it was filmed in italy and like i believe most of their backers probably came from italy too okay which is pretty funny because uh while we're, i'm watching this movie i hear a familiar voice and i'm like holy shit is that the detective from fucking Cemetery Man? And lo and <laughs> behold, it was Mickey Knox from Cemetery Man, the detective. Della Morte! <laughs> There's a wild man in the hospital. Oh, you've got a gun. Good, you can defend yourself. <laughs> that guy, yeah. The f- bumbling fucking cop from Cemetery Man is in this. And that, and that, I got, that explains a lot, too, because I, I believe he was probably working in Italy at that time. Mm-hmm. And then they had a production there. Like, oh, we need English-speaking people. And they got him to do Ghoulies too, and that's really cool. I can see that connection. Yeah. Uh, that was a guess. <laughs> and then he went on to do Cemetery Man, a far superior movie. Oh yes, far far <laughs> superior. <laughs> Some of the one of the actors in here is Royal Dano, who um, I remember him mostly from Killer Comps from Outer Space. Right. He's the one who first finds the tent, and he has his like basset hound Pooh Bear. Pooh Bear, <laughs> his dog. You know, <laughs> the, the Killer Clowns get his dog. Uh, and he gets electrocuted in Killer Clowns, and he also gets electrocuted in Ghoulies too. Which, hey man, popular yeah. way to die, I guess, on Royal. And also Phil Fonicaro from Willow. Why is Elf the only other thing I can think of? Uh, uh, troll. He's troll. In troll. So many things. Yeah, yeah. Lots. he's he's a uh, little person dwarf. Uh, he, has, he he does look like Oats from Hall and Oats, but like a shrunk down. <laughs> Phantasm fucking oats. So, so that Joe Bob said that. Yeah, he right? did say he, he's like, he's oats. <laughs> yeah, this one is is it's not very good. No, but we weren't expecting it. To don't be. expect it to be. Yeah. It's actually, you know what? I think it's probably better than the first one because the first one's really bad. Yeah, this one actually has a lot of the ghoulies in it, farting around. You know, but yeah, it, it, but it's silly. It takes place in a carnival in this haunted house, and this carnival's kind of like failing. But for some reason, the ghoulies hitch a ride to this circus, 
and <laughs> and they end up in the haunted house, and they're like a main attraction in there, and then they start killing people, mm-hmm. and yeah. Uh, that's the movie. That's pretty much the movie, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you don't need to check this one out unless yeah. you want to get stoned and make fun of it. And yeah, that's, I that's mean, throw it on. Who cares? With, with your friends. This is a, definitely a friend's watching kind of yeah. movie or a fall asleep to movie like it was for me yeah yeah you did, yeah <laughs> exactly um i, I <laughs> this yeah this is another movie you do need to see with your friends if you are going to see it yeah uh, which is becoming a little i'm saying a bit more now like i believe that the the gore cut of tammy and the t-rex that we saw mm-hmm. i think it should be reviewed with more people not just yourself and it'll be a, a, yeah. a lot more fun mm-hmm. um like I said before, I think the gore cut of Tammy and T-Rex is ahead of its time. <laughs> <laughs> and that one's actually coming out on Blu-ray, I believe, in October or okay. September. Pretty soon, though. Mm, I definitely want to see it again. Yeah, I want to see it again, too. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was funny. So did you see <clears throat> Ghoulies when you were a kid? Ghoulies 2, I mean? Because I don't think I ever saw yes, it. Yes, I did okay. see Ghoulies 2. And I remember we had cable when I was growing up. And I believe I was going to go stay at, like, a grandmother's house, and they didn't have cable at that time. And I remember... Do you remember TV guides back in the day? Yeah. You would get a month TV guide. Yeah. And it had everything in for the whole that fucking gonna month. That was going to be on. That yeah. was going to be on. They mm-hmm. had that set scheduled. Now with TV, who the fuck knows it's going to be on? Yeah. Shit gets canceled all the time, and it's just never... It's just never exact, it seems. Right. So I remember I would look through that big ass TV guide and find you know just look through it and see when movies were coming out. I'm like, oh, Ghoulies Two is coming out on this day, and unfortunately, yeah, I had to wasn't going to be able to be home. But I did leave a note for I believe my dad. Like, <laughs> can you please take Ghoulies Two for me? <laughs> Make sure it's on Channel Three. Yeah, and I came home and yeah, he taped Ghoulies Two for me. <laughs> Which I mean, <laughs> it was pretty fucking horrible even when I was a kid. So. Yeah. So even as a kid, you were like, this sucks. Yeah, this yeah, is like, oh, I'll never watch this again. And then fucking 30 years later, I watch it again. <laughs> it's still bad. But at least I can remember the guy from fucking Cemetery Man in this yeah. movie. I'm watching stuff with Joe Bob. That's different. Yes, that. it, it is. It <laughs> definitely enhances the movie. Right. I'm able to watch these pieces of shit movies because of Joe Bob. Yeah. Who, he <clears throat> even gave it two and a half stars. Yeah, he was not impressed by it all that much. <laughs> Our final movie is Free Fire, which is a film I've been wanting to see for a while, and recently it has become available on Amazon Prime for free, if you have Prime, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie is directed by Ben Wheatley, and it's about like a, an arms deal, uh, an illegal arms deal gone wrong, and everyone gets fucking shot in this movie, and it just takes place pretty much in a warehouse where these two different sets of criminals are trying to negotiate to get out of this warehouse alive. <laughs> yeah. And there's crosses and turns and... Um, but it's also a comedy, I Yes, it's say. funny. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's pretty funny. It's funny. Yeah, yeah, I had a good time watching this movie. I actually tell you what, I like this movie a lot. Uh, it's, I want to say, executive produced by Martin Scorsese. Oh, okay. And it has some great actors in it. We have um, Killian Murphy... Army Hammer is fucking awesome in this he's movie. He's great. He's that my favorite my character. He's my favorite thing that he's ever done. <laughs> he's <Yeah>. awesome in this movie. <laughs> I love him. Uh, Charlton Copley, who, who's one of my big man crushes. I fucking love Charlton Copley. Mm-hmm. He's great in this movie, too. But he's he's great in every movie. Yeah. He, he's, yeah. he, he has a pretty wide range, considering you watch a movie like this, or um, whatchamacallit, um, the alien one, the, uh, District 9. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you watch a movie where he plays kind of like a scummy, wormy kind of character. But then we watch that one where um, it's one in the pit, the grave. I want to say is the name of the movie where Ooh, he wakes yeah. up in the grave and he's like a totally different kind of character and he's he's not like that. And then Elysium, Elysium. Where he's just like this testosterone monster, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, well, and lastly, um, he probably pretty much just brings out all those characters. In Hardcore Henry. Right. Which mm-hmm. which I, I loved him in that, too. <laughs> and I loved Hardcore Henry. I know a lot of people didn't like that. I fucking loved it. I thought it was very... It, it was unique. Yeah. And I think 
having Charlotte Copley in that movie enhanced it uh, times ten. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, check that one out too, definitely. Yeah. And check out Free Fire because yeah, we have. Um, uh, Brie Larson. Brie you Larson is also yet? also in this movie too, and uh, um, a good supporting cast around them too. Uh, not as big a names I can remember. Michael Smiley, who plays like the FedEx guy slash club guy from your oh, favorite right, right, episode right. of Space. Right, right. <laughs> and he was also in what was that one movie? It was our movie of the week with Ray Stevenson. And you didn't like oh, it. Oh, right, right, right. Um, I liked with, it more than with you the did. One they were in the bunker, right? Yeah. Oh, I can't fuck. Outp- that, outpost, yeah. Yeah, I that's like it. That one. Yeah, he's in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so great cast. Oh, and I also want to mention Jack Rayner, because for some reason I even recognize <laughs> that kid's name. This is Christian from Midsummer, And if you haven't seen Midsummer, oh my God, go see Midsummer. Right, what are you waiting absolutely for? Absolutely. And he's... An idiot. I mean, he made me roll up my eyes the first line he delivers in Midsummer. <laughs> as soon as I saw him, I was like, oh my God, this guy's going to ruin everything. <laughs> and he does. <laughs> so yeah, Jack Rayner. Worth mentioning. Uh, unfortunately, this movie didn't do all that well in the, in the theaters. It was out, wasn't out very long. I never even heard of it. I remember seeing that it was going to be playing. And I just never got around to see it. Uh, but yeah, if you have Amazon Prime, definitely check this one out. Mm-hmm. Uh, great actors in it. It's funny. Uh, Army Hammer's the best part in the movie. It's, <laughs> it's fucking great, this movie. It's a good action movie. It, yeah. It's a good fight. It, and it's just one set. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. One warehouse room. That's yeah. That's all you need. And they did a great <laughs> job. So I hope, I, I really hope Ben Wheatley uh, can work on from that some more and do some more movies. Yeah. It'd be great to see. Mm-hmm. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. Our movie of the week is the 1980 Umberto Lenzi film, Nightmare City. Or, in, in Cubo, I probably can't. I'm trying to do it in a Spanish pronunciation, <laughs> and this is not a Spanish movie. No. Uh, <laughs> this is uh, an Italian film. Yeah. Uh, by Umberto, Umberto Lenzi. Whom some people would probably remember him mostly for directing Cannibal Ferox, uh, which I think is superior to uh, Cannibal Holocaust, two similar movies. Okay. Uh, Cannibal Holocaust, of course, is very infamous for like animal torture and yeah. gore they have. But it also is considered, I want to say, to be the first ever found footage movie. Yeah. Uh, Cannibal Ferox really isn't. It's more of just a bunch of dickheads out in the fucking jungle getting their heads cut off and along with their dicks, too. Okay. So, yeah, you might like that. Who knows? But, yeah, but there is still animal dicks? torture. Uh, yes, I want to I okay. see it, too. But there is, of course, animal torture in it, which I, I hate. I absolutely I can't stand hate it. I can't even stand it when I'm promised that the animals weren't harmed. <laughs> I don't care. I can't stand it. I can't even stand to go on Facebook sometimes and people will put, like, oh, this poor dog needs yeah. to be adopted. Mm-mm. Can he get a share? And I'm like, I'm just like, huh. Like, will you go away forever if I do that and not push it like this? Honey, if I lived alone, there would be so many animals in here. <laughs> You're the one who keeps me under control. <laughs> uh, but anyway, Nightmare City. Um, I first saw this movie. We first saw this movie about, 
I want to say six or seven years ago, and it was at a horror movie marathon that we went to, and I was really looking forward to seeing this movie because I'd never seen it before, and I was getting more and more into Italian horror films at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it, I believe I want to say it was an original uh, fuck it, original reels they had for it too, original film. Most of the ones they had were, were original, original reels, yeah. yeah. Um, and I and I specifically remember watching this movie too because I want to say. A row back across the aisle and a few seats, people were talking through like through the beginning of the movie. And I remember you got up out of your seat and walked across the aisle and told those people, Hey, my husband really wants to see this movie, so can you please be quiet? And they actually ended up moving from their seats and oh, moving yeah, back. Yeah, I do remember that. Right. Yeah. So yeah. So now you remember watching this movie before. Wait, kind it's of. It's a twenty-four hour movie marathon <laughs> that we saw seven years ago. It must have been right after we got married. Yeah, it must have been. <laughs> so uh, no, I don't remember this particular <laughs> one. I do remember doing that. Right. Because they left and I couldn't. Yeah, believe. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh great, well. Well, see, today I shut up, and I guess I couldn't shut up for 90 minutes and watch a movie that's on the screen that they paid for. But anyway. It's the same theater where a guy right next to me had a cell phone out for like 10 minutes, and finally I was like, dude, put your cell phone away or get out of here. And he was like, oh, I didn't realize anybody else was in here. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, I digress. (laughs) See, that's when I first saw this movie, and this, this movie. Is uh, came out right around the time when the Italian like Italian zombie movie was big, uh, and George Romero had hit it big with Dawn of the Dead, and uh, uh, we had the zombie or zombie two as we as we should call it maybe an unofficial sequel to right. Dawn of the Dead, which we did an episode of Zombie mm-hmm. way back when. We did. did a lot of callbacks this episode uh, for uh, mm-hmm. former um, uh, episodes. We're eighty some episodes in. That's well, bound to oh, happen. Shit. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so I was really interested to see this movie, and it isn't necessarily a zombie movie. It is more of like a zombie vampire movie. A mixture of them. It's weird, yeah, because they use tools and guns, and they can open shit. Yeah, they're not necessarily mindless, but they are rabid, and they like to suck blood. And they're like molding. Yeah, they look like um, <laughs> they smeared. Yeah, uh, some some artificial turf on their face, and like, oh, you're ready to be a fucking mutant. Get out there. Uh, <laughs> which the makeup for this movie isn't really good. It's it's kind of shitty. Yeah. Um, this actually, this movie is kind of a mess. <laughs> it's a big mess, but I enjoy it though because this movie starts out with a bang for the most part. Uh, it starts out with a uh, our our main actor Hugo Stieglitz, whom um, still alive, still acting, has a shitload of credits mm-hmm. <laughs> to him. Yeah, um, and Quentin Tarantino actually used his name. For a character in Inglorious Bastards. Oh, wow. Do you remember the German guy? Actually, the German guy who, uh, a popular German actor, actually, who, uh, fuck, what's his name? The first one that the bear Jew kills? No, no, he lived. Okay. He's one of the bastards. Oh, oh, uh, I see. Okay. Uh, damn, what's his name? I'm sure someone will fucking let me know. Uh, he's in, he was in like a ton of, he does a ton of B movies, like Uva Bowl movies. He was in Far Cry. He mm-hmm. was in King Arthur that we watched recently by oh. Antoine Fuqua. He was Skarsgård's son in the movie. Okay. Oh, yeah. I totally I know. I fucking name. forgot. I can't yeah. think of his name, but he's a pretty big actor in Germany. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, so that was his name. He plays um, uh, Dean Miller. That's his name in this movie. <laughs> and this uh, this was filmed in Spain. <clears throat> Uh, but it's was in English and Italian and yeah. all dubbed and everything, so it's yeah, but whatever. Italian they, actors and director, but yeah, filmed in, in shot Spain. in Spain. Spain. Uh, our character of of Dean, he is a reporter, and he's going to report uh, about this scientist. He's got big news, and he's flying in, so he's going to do uh, an interview with him. But instead, there's this big military aircraft that lands instead and um, like air flight control and everything's like well this is an unidentified ship and everything and they let it land and then all of a sudden the, the plane opens up and all these fucking mutant zombie vampire people shoot out with axes <laughs> and swords and machetes and guns. Yeah they already have and, all these weapons. And they just start fucking everyone up <laughs> in this movie. Uh, and that's pretty much the tone of the film is yeah. that 
that um, we find out that uh, there was a radiation problem with this scientist that Dean was going to interview, and he contracted some fucking disease, and then he spread it to people, and now they're spreading it across the world. Mm -hmm. So pretty much this is like a bootleg version of 28 Days Later, for the most part. Yeah, that's what it reminded me of. Right. A lot more breasts in this movie. Right. There are nine breasts in this movie. It's always funny when there's an uneven. Yeah, I know. We only saw... (laughs) There was a scene where only one got popped out. One got cut (laughs) off, yeah. (laughs) Still cuts? (laughs) (laughs) So, I want to ask you... Uh Uh-huh. What? No, maybe just keep going. Okay. I'll ask you later. <laughs> uh, his wife is a doctor in a hospital, uh, and uh, of Dean, the character of Dean, uh, and it seems like through this movie they're not really getting along at that point. Like she doesn't want to talk to him for some reason. Yeah. We re- really never get into it. So uh, Dean finally meets her at the hospital after escaping all these different zombies. And she's played by Laura Trotter. She really hasn't done much in the U.S., so didn't have too many credits either. Mm-hmm. Um, before then, too, there um, he worked at uh, uh, Hugo Stieglitz. Worked at uh, he was a reporter, so he worked at a news corporation, and he's giving out all the information about this outbreak of these infected people going around. And military gets wind of that, and they totally shut him down. And our military guys are played by Mel Ferrer, who is a uh, He's actually a pretty uh, well-known actor in the United States and in Italy. He um, did tons of TV. Uh, he did the movie Alligator. Uh, he was in, like, Murder, She Wrote. Did tons Aww. of TV movies. Like, Columbo. Mm-hmm. He was always on Columbo, it seemed like. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he, he plays, like, the general. And he also has, like, his under guy, who I want to say he's, like, a major captain or some shit. And he's played by Francisco Rabal who we would remember from Dagon. And he was the uh, Ezekiel from Dagon, the old guy who gets his yes. in Boca. He died yeah, before guy. the movie came out. Right, yeah. yeah. So he's in this movie, and he plays the captain, and he's which and he has this scene with his wife where like he totally gets her boobs out. They're making out and everything. And you and I are getting kind of sick at this point, too, because like, he looks like he's like late 50s, early yeah. 60s, and she's got to be... Late 20s. I was like, is this his granddaughter? Yeah. Wait, what's happening? Oh, I hope it's not his granddaughter now. <laughs> and <laughs> so we get to meet him. And there's this whole, like, side plot of his wife. Uh, her name is Sheila. Uh, and we, throughout the movie, we kind of cut back to her because the captain tells her, don't leave the house boarded up because shit's happening. Stay mm-hmm. inside, whatever. Um, so, yeah, there's, like... Four different stories going on in this movie. We have our main story of Dean and his wife, the doctor, trying to escape from these mutants and everything. And then we have our generals and our army people talking about like how they're going to get rid of this infection and whatever. And then we have uh, the captain who's involved in that story, but who's also sent on a mission to, uh, I want to say he is supposed to uh, extract something or check on like the military uh flight like their air force because their air force is grounded because <laughs> uh the mutants take over and right. no other planes can take off and then we have like another side story of the general's daughter and her husband go off on like a vacation which pretty much goes nowhere because they get offed you know pretty quickly <laughs> once they go on their vacation by the, the vampire zombies mud-faced people you know they look like if like um Masters of the Universe. You ever watch? You watch. Of course. Man, right? Yeah. Do you remember the character Moss Man from that movie? Yeah. That show? Yeah. They kind of look the like. Show. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of look like Moss Man. They look Man. like Moss Man. Yeah, right. You're right. Because but these guys actually did a lot more shit than Moss Man. Moss Man and He Man didn't do shit in the show. He just was like <laughs> He Man. Skeletor's coming in. And that was, you know, that's all he did. He called He-Man. Yeah, like, what was Moss Man's power? Even to smell really bad as an action figure. That's what it was. And get dirty really fast. Yeah. Yeah. I have a couple. Where are they? I thought you had yeah, I have a new one. Oh, there I have two, two newer ones, and yeah. I have the old school one somewhere, probably stinking up the joint with stink, with Stinkor. Oh, no. I think he's right there underneath. Oh, no, that's a that's a new one, and then I have a newer one, oh, but then I need the old, old the one. The old, old one with the bow legs. Yeah, yeah. They, they can never stand up. That's stupid. <laughs> Stinkor, though, he was smelly also. <laughs> <laughs> um... A lot of uh, there's a lot of action in this movie. 
Uh, lots of killing in this movie, too. There are a lot of dead bodies. I don't count dead bodies, though. Joe Bob counts dead bodies. I count actual kills in this kills, movie. Kills, yeah. 84. 84 kills wow, on screen on-screen in this deaths. one. Yes. It was nuts. It's these, a massacre. It, I mean, there are several, yeah. I want to say in the first, like, 10 minutes of the movie, 20 people get offed pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just, it is a massacre. Because they don't know what they're what's going to happen. And then all these zombies come out with, like, axes. Yeah, and they kind of know kung fu, too. <laughs> yeah. They're like, their reflexes are all badass. They're dodging fucking axes and machetes. <laughs> and people are trying to fight back. They have no fuck, yeah. They have no chance against, against Mossman face zombie guy. Um, why do you think I picked this movie? Um... I think you picked it because you like Italian horror films and you want to watch more of them and you want to talk about them. Yeah, that's pretty fucking close. <laughs> so, I want to ask you. Or uh-huh. Go ahead, finish your point. Well, this, um, I've said, I mean, I've talked a lot of shit about this movie in this podcast so far. I've called mm-hmm. it, you know, it's it's like really messy kind of movie. There's plots that don't go anywhere. But I gotta say, this is really a guilty pleasure for me, even though I've only seen it twice now. Mm-hmm. Because this movie is batshit crazy, and, and at certain points doesn't make sense. Even but it's it's the Italian kind of movie thing, where they're showing you all this stuff on screen that you wouldn't get here in the United States necessarily, but it takes a step back from kind of the story. The gore, you mean? Um, no, just what's happening on screen at all. Like, um, like the frenetic action of that movie. Can you... Can you think of any other American movie from that time that is like that, that is shot like that, that has violence like that? I mean, I would have to think about it, but no, I agree that Italian horror is unique. Yes, and I think that's why I like this movie, is because of that, is that, you know, there there isn't that much of a story, but you're getting a lot on screen, and different intervals of the, of, of the runtime. Uh, there's the, the scene in the beginning where the aircraft lands, and they zombies pile out and kill everyone. I thought it was ridiculously fun. <laughs> then we have where they invade the TV station. Mm-hmm. Another great, ridiculously fun scene. Remember, we were watching those uh, aerobics dancers. <laughs> oh my god! And they were dancing. They were all out of sync and everything. So Lady Gaga and Beyonce would be so embarrassed. Right, and then you said, "Yeah, okay, like, <laughs> where's the formation?" Beyonce would know. <laughs> no, but really, like I can't tell shit for dancing, but I, I could apparently tell can tell when it's really bad. <laughs> and and yeah, so vampire moss face guys totally made the, the whole scene better because they killed everyone. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and I'd really never seen anything like that before. Another set piece they had was um, in the hospital. Mm-hmm. I've seen other hospital kind of scenes like that, but not from the 80s or 1980. Uh, the only other gory hospital scene I can really think of right now is Planet Terror, which is a good oh, yeah. hospital fight it is. or gore yeah. scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have, at the very end of the movie, we have them going up the uh, a roller coaster, cause an amusement park, <laughs> shooting zombies, and then a helicopter comes and... You know, the Italians love the helicopter rescue because yeah. you're watching the movie Demons, you know, yeah. the helicopter burst through. They ita- the Italians, they love the helicopter. <laughs> they love that Harley bird. That's when, like, she falls and, right. like, this dummy hits all the rails. Yeah, which is great. <laughs> and then it's a dream. And yes. And it's like, wait, what? Yes. And... That's the worst part of this movie, is that, is the ending. Yeah. To where uh, Hugo Stieglitz wakes up, out of bed, he's like, oh, I has this dream, but I guess he remembers nothing of it, because everything that had happened in the beginning of the movie happens again, and everything starts over. Yeah, it over. starts all over. So he doesn't remember his fucking dream at all. So, yeah, good one, It doesn't make any Hugo. sense. So, yeah, the, so the ending confusing. sucks. Yeah. But leading up to that... Um, it was fun. It was I, it was a fun ride that I enjoyed for a second time. Um, if you like Italian horror films, if you like Italian zombie movies, I I want to say that this one is towards the top. Um, there aren't too many toward the top to me. Uh, of course, you have like zombie. Uh, the second zombie movie is not that great. The fourth, the third or fourth or whatever, how you want to name them, is pretty horrible. Um, then we got. Uh, fuck what's that one uh, City of the Walking Dead or, or um, came out right around the same time which is 
it is called like the worst zombie movie, and it's pretty bad because they steal <laughs> from they stole the music from Dawn of the Dead. Um, like the people are really stupid in the movie. Um, so uh, actually, we might have to do that movie one time because it's really bad, and it's just a complete ripoff of Dawn of the Dead, other than not having a shopping mall and. They're in, like, Africa, I want to say, if I remember correctly. It's been a while since I've seen that one. Okay. Um, but, yeah, this one is higher up on the Italian horror films for me because it's just batshit crazy. And nothing is kind of lost in translation. You don't have to make up for anything in this movie. Um, I say check this one out. It's on Amazon Prime. Yeah. I give it a... I'm going to give it a B- minus for Italian horror movies. <laughs> okay. Because... Uh, yeah, you're not the biggest fan of them, I, I can see. Yeah, well, I was going to ask you, what is it specifically that you like about Italian horror? But I'm pretty sure you just touched on all the yeah, things that yeah. you like about There's Italian lots. Of the, so I'm the, glad I waited. The yeah. violence of it, yeah. because the, the that kind of violence really wasn't prevalent in like the mainstream U.S. United States movies that I would watch. Right. Nor was the gore as cool. Yeah. Um, you had uh, you had breasts on screen just out. In the yes, middle of nowhere, so many of them. And, I don't think they had bras in Italy. And it wasn't, days. and it wasn't for like a sex scene or anything. Right. It mm-hmm. was just, it's normal. It, it well, not going to say normal, but it's, it's not as not as taboo yeah. as you mm-hmm. know Americans make it. You know, it's just like oh, someone's breast pops out, big fucking deal. There's nine of them in this movie. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it's on a scale of Italian horror zombie movies, I'm gonna have to give it a B minus. Comparing it to Zombie and to some of the other ones. Uh, of course, there are quite a few that I haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but, hell, uh, it'll be on the show sooner or later. Final grade for you? I See, <laughs> you guys are not going to like me. Because <laughs> my unpopular opinion is, no, I don't really like Italian <laughs> horror. And I think I finally came to that... I think that realization just crystallized yesterday. Like, what's my problem? Oh, it's Italian horror. I just don't really like it. Right. What really bugs me about it's not the nudity. I don't care about right. that. That's fine. If you, she agrees to be nude, great. Whatever. Right. Show your boobs. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's mostly... I never like the heroes. Mm-hmm. The women are always kind of stupid and butchered. Mm-hmm. And nobody ever fights back against the zombies or killers. They're all just... Like, your hands are free. Why are you trying to stop this? You're getting stabbed in the eye. So you just think that the people, uh, the the uh, the actors, and well, not the actors, but the characters in the Italian horror movies are really stupid. They're so dumb. Right. And it's not the actor's fault. They're no, no, following no. direction. Right, like, exactly. I can't fight back because <laughs> we have to get this cool shot of an eye popping. You know right. what I mean? Um, and so I'll agree that the gore is good, but... Like, I just saw Suspiria for the first time, and I thought it was too long and really boring. Right. Did you see the remake or first, or did you see that? I saw the remake first. Uh, that was yeah. a mistake. I know that now. Yes. Because I love <laughs> the remake. Yeah. I love it. Have you, you, have you, wa- we watched House by the Cemetery, which I'm not a fan of that one movie, really. It was fun to see yeah, it on the big screen, but it was. I'm not a fan. I mean, I like this one less mm-hmm. than House by the Cemetery. How about Zombie? Zombie I do not like. You do not like? Um, the Church is kind of funny. Is that, yeah. Uh, that's yeah. Italian horror, right? Yeah, that's a little later Italian horror. But yeah, okay. it's still Italian horror. Uh, how about... Um, have we watched The Beyond yet? Yeah, but I, I'd have to watch it again. Uh, that one's not bad. That one's pretty good. Yeah. I like that one. And we haven't seen The Gates of Hell. I'm, I'm, looking, I'm naming all the Fulci movies right now. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think of a good, a good. Yeah, I don't know. I maybe just, Cemetery Man is probably. I like Cemetery Man. <laughs> I don't love it, but I like it. Um, actually, you know what? I think in the future, not necessarily near future, is that I'm going to do an episode of Cemetery Man like we did for Aliens. Okay. Um, along with RoboCop, also, I think that's going to oh, yeah. be one of the longer ones that I'm going to do, and just really do my research on one. it. That'll be a great one. Mm-hmm. Uh, another great one will be the Cemetery Man one because yeah. I don't see too many videos on that, or I don't see too many people talking about it. So I would like to be out there and be like, "Hey, Cemetery Man, you know, fucking uh, this means that," and I. I get the movie, which yeah. I know a lot of people don't understand the movie at all. It took me a very long time to, to, to piece it together and, and finally, you know, like, oh, okay, this is why this is, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that'd be like another episode I'd love to have out come out, you know, who knows, a year or so. Yeah. 
because uh, I love that movie and it, it, I think it's pretty uh, divisive up, uh, upon audiences. Is it? Yeah, I think so because it's really silly. Like, there's really silly parts it's, in it. And, yeah. And but, it doesn't. Some parts just kind of don't seem to fit in with the movie. But once you truly understand this film, which I can also say is like. Um, with filmmakers, you know, there's certain movies to where you really have to invest in it, and then there's certain movies where you just turn your brain off. But this movie, yeah, you kind of have to invest things, you kind of read into things, pay attention to stuff, yeah. small details, and, and then you can finally figure out what this movie is all about, and it's really interesting. You could probably figure it out from the first, like, shot of the movie, but, um... It's a really, really great Italian horror movie yeah. by the, actually the guy who did The Church. And in that case, <laughs> I don't think the silliness is an accident. No, no, I think no. it knows it's being silly, and it kind of yeah. leans into it. And, and I'm, I'm sure, fine with that. And I'm sure the dubbing of voices, too, really doesn't help yeah. at all when we watch these films. I would love to have a lot of these films with subtitles. That would be Me fucking too. great. That's part of what's distracting, is yes. that the voice work is really bad in most of these. Very rarely will it enhance a movie. Yeah. Um, Sometimes, uh, I would say Mad Max is one where the dub kind of can be entertaining in a way. Yeah. But the original audio of the Mad Max is fucking great. Um, yeah. It took a while for them to finally put that out, but yeah, we had to go for the overdumbing of that film. Is, are the Australian accents really that thick? Well, yeah, they're pretty... Well, you also have to think back the when these slang. movies were made. Um, well, you have to think, too, that... Now we have internet and we have so many different channels on TV and we have all these different cultures that we're, we're more accustomed to now. You have to think back in the late 70s, early 80s. Um, fuck, you know, did anyone know that Madagascar existed? No, right? <laughs> exactly. And then, um, so I think people are, are just didn't think they'd be like, who the fuck are these foreigners trying to speak English? I can't understand them kind of thing. Americans. American um, pigs, yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so rather than me grading it and pissing people off who love Italian <laughs> horror, it's, I shouldn't because I just don't like it, and mm-hmm. that's fine. Right. And if you like it, that's also fine. Um, what's your favorite part, do you think? Um, I would just have to say probably the scene where they they attack the TV station. I think it was okay. I think it was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's just off the walls kind of things like that that I like to see in movies. Just not to to follow the same formula as everything else. And I really like how this movie kind of just starts out with a bang. You really get no explanation mm-hmm. of what's going to happen, and then it just kicks into high gear from there. Like it, it doesn't set too many rules other than some guy saying the only way to get rid of them is to shoot them in the head that kind of thing you know and that's that's the only thing you're gonna get from this movie and then saying that they're radiated but other than that the rules are out the window who mm-hmm. knows what to expect in this film because it's yeah. just it can be batshit crazy and that I will give it because I think the more I think about it my favorite part is when they're climbing the roller coaster and then she falls off <laughs> and yeah it's stupid because of the dummy yeah. but it's also shocking right yeah you think they're about to get away and then she dies yeah but then she doesn't because it's a dream and you're back to what the hell is going on. You know, and that kind of seems to happen in a lot of, like, um, I'm going to say Italian horror movies too, where the female kind of dies at the end. Um, it happens in Demons. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the very end of the movie, everyone gets out, you think, and then all of a sudden, what's-her-face becomes a demon, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, fuck. And then at the very, very end of the movie, like, the fucking credits are going by. And you're like, oh, everything's safe now. And then, yeah, she's gets blasted off the Jeep. <laughs> Ernest Hemingway and Chad Allen driving the car. <laughs> All right, that about sums it up for this episode. Please come back next week. I will be here in Soul Jesselin. Mm-hmm. And I think I have... Oh, I know what movie's next. So, yeah. Uh, thanks for joining us once again. Check out Nightmare City. Check out Free Fire. Check out um, Velvet Buzzsaw. Check out... Um, the Perfection. The Perfection. I think that was probably the best out of all those movies. Agreed. Um, best filmed out of all of them, too. And Free Fire also. Yeah. Free Fire was good, yeah. Very mm. different movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, thank you guys for joining us, and we will see you next week. Thanks for listening.